Hello, we are back with the Pursuit of Purpose today. Uh, we got Cody and Kevin and myself, Nelson, and we're here to talk about some things. And uh, we're going to start with a little bit of news today. There's a lot going on in this world. I think everybody's aware that there's a lot going on. Um, specifically, I've looked at the weather this week. Um, it's pretty wild what's going on on the West Coast. A lot of fires burning. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I did address earlier that I was a weather nerd, so we start there. But um, over 3 million acres or did, something in California. Didn't he also talk about the fact that um, at his workplace they only watch the weather channel? Yes. So, yes. like, this is – we may get a lot of segments with weather in them, Cody. I'm yes. And saying. I don't apologize for it. Because <laughs> it's the only <laughs> thing he watches on TV. <laughs> did you see the new hurricane coming on the yeah, Gulf Coast? Sally. It's already here. No, the other one. The, there's Paulette. A no. I think it's Wilford. Wilford? Yeah, they're running out of letters. Yeah, this the, is the last one. Yeah, they're going to the Greek alphabet after. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. I don't even like weather, but I knew that. Yeah. They're going to the Greek alphabet. That's what I heard. Yeah. Interesting. I've never really paid attention that much to know that. But. Well, I heard, uh, was it last week, they have seven lined up, seven storms like lined that. up. Yeah. And they're going all over the they're going all over the place. But yeah. And I've got only a beach a vacation coming up. So, you know. What is it? I've got a beach vacation coming up. So, kind of <laughs> looking at those. Yeah. So. Where are you headed? Uh, South Carolina, Charleston area. Oh, okay. So, hopefully. You ain't going to be there. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the insurance. <laughs> yeah. Buy the insurance. <laughs> Just go to West Virginia. It's a good time. And, yeah. And I think the biggest news around here is football's back, right? You guys been talking about that. O-H. I-O. Nelson, you're not allowed to say that. You're Sorry. a UK fan. Oh. Oh, careful. That's basketball. U of L fan. There we go. <laughs> is it, now, is it Louisville or Louisville? It's Louisville. There you go. I'm I, proud of you. I had I had Kentucky friends in uh, college. Fair enough. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to call those people friends. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think that's kind of about, uh, well, we've got seven weeks till the election coming up. So yeah. that's roughly yeah. clicking off. And uh, Is anybody getting the uh, text messages every other day? About yes. political stuff. Somehow yeah, I've stayed calls. out of that. You haven't got them? Oh, what? I, it, my wife's like, she'll get a text and she'll be like, I'm not going to check that out. It's probably something from Trump or <laughs> from Biden. <laughs> She's like, I don't, dude, I don't know how like all that stuff. I got one the other day was, okay, should such and such ask this question in the, uh, in the debate? And I was like, it's the only one I responded to from the beginning. And I'm like, no. It was about... And maybe I shouldn't have said no. It was about veteran suicide, but I just I, I felt like it was you know if I'm if I'm thinking about like issues, not that that's not an important issue. It absolutely is an important issue. But I'm just thinking about like I don't know how much disagreement there can be. Like, right. should veteran suicide be allowed? Should or there should be it? any disagreement right. that at yeah. all? I just right. I feel like that was kind of a silly question. Yeah. Like with with economics and all the other things that are going on, I was like, ah, eh, no. But. Man, I'm getting those like crazy mm-hmm. all over the place. Yep. Um, and I just too going back to the going back to the fires. Uh, I just my heart breaks for that. You know, I I know it was I think it was a year ago there were some fires out west, and and I just remember, you know, the kids that I take to preschool. Um, there's there were there were three of them, and and we would just every day we would pray for the people who were involved. And I've been hearing some of the just heartbreaking stories of families escaping or not getting out, and and just you know some the, of those like the helplessness and like not uh, being able to avoid it, or yeah. you know know if it's because it's so random. It seems like sometimes in some neighborhoods, 
where half the street is burnt and the other half's fine. And it's, it's just really incredible. Well, it tying really that into is. the football thing, like, did you guys see where, like, they wasn't going to play or potentially wasn't going to play the NFL games this past Sunday because of the air? Like, there was, like, a oh, percentage. I didn't, I didn't see that at all. It's something that I, I don't know the – the schematics, but it was like the number was if it got over 190, whatever 190 represented, I don't know, but I just know they said 190. Some kind of maybe particles in the air. Something, something to like do that, with yeah. the fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, they said it would have been a hazard to all the players and staff. In what areas? Uh, the one out there, the West Coast, not Chargers, uh, was it Las Vegas maybe was oh, one of really? the teams. Um, so Nevada. Yes. Um, and then there was another California. Is that the only the, California team lost? Oakland. In? So they're not. No, they're, no, Las, they're Vegas Las Vegas now. Vegas now. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but there was there was another team besides um, the well, Raiders. Chargers was and in Cincinnati. The Rams. Rams. It was Rams. Right, but they're okay. Los Angeles. Yes. Yeah, Los Angeles. Yes, so was that was the game. That was the game. Yeah. yeah, and they said that if it got over 190, which it was like two days prior, they were going to shut everything down. Wow. Wow. And, and push it back to potentially that Monday to add on to the two game schedule that we had this week. <laughs> I mean, so. you know, we we make jokes about well you know, 2020. And really, I mean, from a standpoint of the news and what has happened in this year has been unbelievable yeah. in so many ways. But, you know, even, you know, with, with the weather and what's going on, this is, I I was listening to a guy out of, I, I, I think he's, he's middle of the country like Iowa, around Iowa area, and it's a big um, weather station. They, they, KMWX, or I don't know, it's a big one. Like, if, if a lot of weather people check it. But he was saying, you know, in, in all his years doing this, he's never seen anything like this. That's an incredible statement. You it know, is. Like, it's an incredible so never statement. Never seen it before. Never seen it. Mm. With the fires, with, the drought in some of those areas, but mm-hmm. then the extremes of what, how much rain they're getting. Like in Florida, they said they got in one day as much rain as they would see in an entire month. And and Florida gets rains every day, yeah. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, I heard some places got nine, 10 inches of rain mm. and it's incredible. It is. And then, you know, with those big storms moving in, I, and then right around here, what, what's our weather for the next 10 days? Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Unbelievable. 70, 80 it's, degrees. This weekend's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 60 Unbelievable. or something, 65 yeah. high. 20 sunny. degree below average or something. Yeah. Sunny and breezy. Yeah, because my, my birthday's next week. Actually, we'll be doing a podcast next week Ooh. for my birthday. During... Ooh. But but usually it, I was I Nelson's going to sing happy birthday to you. Please. I will absolutely do it. During the podcast. To, I'll have to try it in a foreign language. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I you know, usually on my birthday it's still 80, 85 degrees. Yeah. You know, I but this this week, and I saw the weather. I'm like, man, that is absurd. I, I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, but I'm sure some of the hunters will be excited about it. I know deer season's starting to mm-hmm. open up, and some people will have some fun out there doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uh, my kids were talking about deer hunting this morning. Well, Nora was saying, Dad, um, so did the deer follow us to North Carolina? And I was like, no, babe, they have deer in North Carolina too. She was calling them deers. Did the deers follow yes. us? I said, it's actually the word is plural, whether it's, whether it's a, a single deer or multiple Multiples. deer. Um, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> She's just now starting to get a hold of the English language, you know, and what, it, all the, intro, the craziness of it. But, um, and then I was like, well, I, you know, I've, killed deer 
And she's like, what? How could you? And Paul's like, I'm going to be a deer killer when I get older. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be a farmer. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I know that a lot of those guys will be excited for that weather for sure. All right. So uh, uh, this week uh, we finalized our series in Ephesians, uh, Amazing Journey. I talked about you know possibly going back and 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 hitting up the final chapters of that, and I'm you know I'm excited about that, but we need some time, need a break from that for a little bit, um, don't we? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna move into the book of Jeremiah. Um, I'm actually gonna do a series that I think you know will in some ways kind of reflect maybe some of the discussion that we get in today, but I'm I'm gonna call it Jeremiah. Um, uh how we live in a fragmented culture. Um, and by that, I mean, you know, we have a culture that is really about extremes and, you know, a lot of what we're seeing is goes against what we know as believers and followers of Christ that is good and right. You know, we have a God who seeks to grant salvation, joy, and peace and and an enemy who 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 seeks to kill, steal, steal and destroy, and and we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of those things. And as as believers, as Christians, I I think it is our role to stand in the gap of that and to hold back, you know, the negative that comes from this. And 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 so I want to really get into what that looks like. How do we live as believers, as followers of Christ in a fragmented culture? Um, and and I. I think Jeremiah rightfully is the the book to look at because here's a guy who lived in a time in Israel where it was very prosperous, very good, but where people were not focused on God at all. They were focused on themselves. They were focused on 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 what was is good for them rather than what what God is calling us to and and we're living in the same kind of times. And so it really parallels what we're seeing and 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 what's going on today. And so I'm excited to get into that. Uh, so we'll be in Jeremiah for five weeks uh, talking about that. Um, last week, we talked about, you know, what can we do as believers um, when it comes to living a godly life? And one of the things that we came to is down with you know, as we ended it was this discipline of meditation. Uh, and I really think it's just a practice that you know, we all need to develop in our in our spiritual lives. You know, what, how do I follow Christ? How do I hear Him? And in a, in a, in a world where noise and the more noise that that is there uh, is celebrated, we need to step back as Christians and really be able to hear the voice of God. And so. You know, I just that that's my challenge. You know, even as we talk about the things that we're going to talk about today, because we're kind of going to piggyback off of that. Um, but how do we hear from God in in times where busyness and noise and 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 the distractions of the enemy to kill, you know, to kill, steal, and destroy are are, are so prevalent in our times and the chaos of 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 the time we're living in. Um, so, so yeah, and, and I would say even with that, you know, as, as believers, as followers of Christ, let's be, let's be praying about those things. Let's be praying about our community. Let's be praying about this world and and the national news and the things that are going on. 
um, and the fear that's being created, you know, because of all these things and, and begin to really hear like, what is God saying in these things? So with that said, um, I started off last week, um, in the message talking about the sensitivity that we're seeing a lot in our culture. And, and, and let me define it this way. It's sensitivity not in a positive manner, but sensitivity of, you know, I have this view, I have this understanding, I have this, this I, I feel a certain way, and, and because of that, anybody that disagrees with me, you know, it, it is offensive, it is not okay, you know, that you disagree. I've been enlightened somehow, some way, and, and if you don't agree with me on whatever the issue is, then, then you know, I'm not even willing to discuss it with you. I'm not even willing to hear it from you. And Nelson, you and I were talking about this even before, you know, the podcast started is, and if I can say it loud enough, right? Then I'm right. <laughs> then I'm right. And people will believe me and hear me. Right. Yeah. No matter if it's ridiculous what you're saying, you know, if I'm loud enough, mm-hmm. then then that justifies it. I, you know, I was I was watching just um, a video of a compilation of a bunch of people who got in kind of confrontations with people that were just being ridiculous. And this one woman, I mean, she was saying like just some crazy things, but she was just screaming it, you know. And and people were trying to talk with her and talk her down from this. But she was screaming it, and because she was screaming it, you know what I'm saying? How do you talk to someone like that? And I, I, like, that's an extreme situation, but I feel like that's the culture that we live in. Now, speak to this, guys. Like, maybe you have some views on this, but I, I feel like that's what a lot of people think. If I can type it in bold letters, you know, on Facebook, or if I can say it, you know, these extreme things, you know, in, in a certain way, then then I'm right and you're wrong and, and that's just the end and of it's, it. And, and, it's, and I think the hope is that they're going to convince the people that disagree with them that, you know, that's the right way to look at it. And I mean, how, you know, how often does that work by just screaming and yelling your point? Um, you know, I've found it typically is going to do the opposite effect. It's going to make somebody contract and not be responsive to listening to it. They just shut it down. So... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, Cody, you've seen this in your job, like, you know, just in, in law enforcement where, you know, these types of things happen um, and, and, and some of those things are said and, and, and done in that way, you know, even from people that are, you know, that are that are clearly in the wrong in what they're doing, but yet are so adamant and so loud about mm-hmm. about where they stand in this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, happens frequently you, you a lot of times you arrest somebody and they think that what they were doing was right and the law doesn't apply to them and you know sometimes you just have to take a s- step back and let them talk but yeah I mean it's that's an everyday occurrence for us I mean in my in minor micro versions of ex- examples of like politics and stuff of that effect but yeah every day <laughs> every day we, we deal with that well in dealing with politics you know we're seeing a lot of these polls coming out of this person's going to win and this person's going to lose. And a lot of the, you know, you're seeing a lot of stuff on, you know, just, you know, Biden and how far he is ahead, you know, a lot of those different things. But 
you know, I feel like even that is a is is probably not a fair representation of the core of the people that are going to go and vote this fall. Now, I, you know, I'd be the first to say, you know, when it comes to to Trump, like he says some things and does some things that are just you're like, just keep your mouth shut, just like. Take his phone away from him, right? <laughs> so that many a time. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the reality is, I mean, how many of those texts that you've gotten of, who are you voting for in fall, have you answered? No, I have not. Have you, Nelson? I haven't received any, actually. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but I think... But I wouldn't answer. I, I, I think mean, that's... But that's the large majority of... The majority of the people are thinking about the politics and the policies and... And not screaming their answers, right? And and so then they're just then they don't talk about it at all because they're not heard. And I think people are sick of it to a degree. I mean, it's it's pushed in our face, and it, you know, twenty four hours a day. It doesn't matter where you turn, you can you can be directed in that direction, and you're just over listening to it. Yeah, sure. I haven't turned on Fox or CNN or any of those you know, news stations in months now. And and just see how much information you still get and you're not even pursuing it. Yeah. It's all over Facebook. People yeah. post stuff oh, all the time. Yeah. I had a wise person tell me one time, they said, don't raise your voice and prove your argument. And I like that. It's always stuck with me. Well, the one that I've heard that's like that is, was, was in a marriage book that I read and, and the guy was, you know, speaking with his wife and, and they had gotten an argument over something and he said, Hey, listen, hun, like you could be right, but you're wrong when you say it at the top of your voice. Mm-hmm. Like when you yell it, when you scream it, even if what you're saying is right, it becomes wrong because of the manner that you've taken mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or the, the posi- position that you've taken. The context is gone. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, we've all been there. We're all married. I mean, get upset, frustrated, you lose your cool. And I've been there where I've said like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I know I'm right, but how I deliver the message made that statement so wrong, so wrong. So yeah, absolutely. And I don't know about you guys, but I've seen a lot of frustration, you know, even in, in the face of, of some of the race issues we're seeing mm-hmm. where, you just even like with the NBA and 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 you know the stuff that's on their backs, you know, promoting Black Lives Matter and I mean all the commercials, you know, and and even you know as the NFL gets started back up, some of the things that are happening there and and it just seems like you know we can't have like real discussions on these issues because if you don't align yourself with what's being promoted, then you're the enemy rather than, Hey, let's, let's really talk about these issues. I mean, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, no, I was mentioning earlier. I think that the, the, the mission or what's being put out as the mission, like you mentioned with the NBA players or the black lives matter, you know, I, I think what they're saying I can be on board with, but the issue that I have with some of that is, Whenever, you know, and I'm a cop, so that's, you know, this, this hits, this hits home. Whenever you see on TV that a cop was sitting in his car and gets shot for no reason, you know, and, and none of these individuals who are supporting the, um, 
the want for justice because of the unjust acts of what they're saying is injustice. Um, they're not supporting the opposite side of that where the cop gets shot in the car. And I think that the, the message that they're displaying is, is uh, we're the only ones that matter in, and they, and that's not what they're trying to say, but that's what it's showing. You know, they're, there was a LA sheriff, uh, LA, Los Angeles County, LA County, I guess. And he came out, um, and, and challenged LeBron James and said, I seen that you put a hundred thousand dollars up for the person who shot so-and-so. How about you put a double that and put that up for the guy who shot the cop sitting in his car, put your money where your mouth is and support. If you're, if you're really for justice, you know, both sides should be just as equal. And, and, you know, I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty bold of him but you know i i respect that yeah and i think i think when it comes to justice it's not it there shouldn't be race in that no you know it honestly at in its definition it 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 should be equal rights for every person and i'm not going to sit back and act like you know there isn't racism or there isn't issues that absolutely have to be addressed. I mean, we've talked about this before, like with the George Floyd thing. No one who watched that video or is following that case thinks that the individuals involved are right or justified. No, I've said this a hundred times. Like I, you, there's a lot of things you read and again, don't trust the internet for everything, but there's, articles that say that he actually died from a drug overdose, right. you know? And so then there's that side that, well, he, it wasn't, it wasn't the cop and what they did. It was because of the drugs that he took, you know? And, it, and my, my argument is it doesn't matter. Like the image that those, that those officers did and the officers that didn't step in and say, Hey man, eight minutes plus so many seconds is too much to sit in this position. Right. You know, that in and of itself's wrong. Like that was wrong to all degree. I mean, mean, that's something that we do not teach. So, yeah. But then to blanket every other situation that's happened from that as injustice because of something that happened, Mm -hmm. that is just, it's ridiculous, you know? And, and, and I think, you know, these are things that we're almost afraid to talk about because, you know, what are you going to be labeled if you speak out against that? You know, the reality is like, we, have we have to see the the evidence we have to see all the information like we can't just because a white cop shot a black man doesn't mean that 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 was you know unjustified now i'm not i'm not saying that like lethal force should be should happen in every situation but every situation is different right and we can't treat every every situation like that situation yes the message has been heard and, and clear. And, and I think there are a lot of people that, that say, you know, in our generation, at least that say, Hey, listen, like, let's, let's reform this. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's do something about this. But then just a blanket statement, like every black person that gets shot now from here on out, like that's unjustified. You can't, you can't do that. Just like, Every white person that gets shot, you know, in in a situation with law enforcement, well, they, you know, we're not even gonna we're not even gonna play that. Or a cop that gets shot, like we're not gonna give that any media time right. because it doesn't align with where everybody what everybody wants to hear right now. I mean, right. that's really it's it goes back to that things that 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 we hear that people want their ears tickled. They want to hear people agree with them. They want to they want cases that are going to, you know 
prove their point rather than really hear all the facts of what's going on. And as believers, no, mm-hmm. that can't be where we stand. I, and and you can be as hardcore with, you know, with race issues as you want to be, but there's still you still have to think. Like you can't just throw your brain out the door and say I'm just going to I'm going to follow whatever's being said. No, you have to think individually. We live in a time and an age where we have more access to information than ever before. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to use that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I think that we have a, one of our problems in our, commu- our culture is, and you kind of hit on it a little bit, but is, is we see something and then we ultimately make a judgment instantly. Like we don't wait for the facts and that has been detrimental. And it's, it's built up more steam than it ever has in the past recently more so in the last few years um just because of youtube of facebook of all the platforms that that can show these videos and they never really tell the full story you know they never show and i can get into this for hours like there's so many things and so many factors that go into every single incident that, that an officer is involved in whether it's a shooting whether it's just they walk into a house talk to a person and they leave like there's so many things that that, that transpire. I was just talking to a new hire from Blanchester PD to, today. And I said, how long have you been on? And he's like, ah, three weeks. And I said, what do you think about it? And he's like, man, it's a lot. And I was like, well, what's, what's a lot about it? And he's like, um, he's like, well, just to get into the car and have all these buttons and then all of a sudden get a call. And then I have to think about where I'm going if I'm taking the fastest route. Um, and then as soon as I get there, where I need to park my cruiser, then I got to think in my head because the computer's telling me, well, the previous history of this resident says domestic, domestic, this, that, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, it's so much, and this is all going on before an officer actually even gets out of his car to go make contact with the person or people that they're called to go to. Um, man, it's so much. If, if there's so many people that, that judge the actions of an officer, in a 20 to 30 second video clip, they have no idea what's happened in the last five minutes prior to that, when they got the call, what kind of day they're having, you know, and then the aftermath of what they're dealing with after the fact, you know, it's, oh, it's so much, it's, it's overwhelming, it's frustrating. Um, and again, and I'm not saying uh, that every single officer does the right thing 100% of the time. That's not true. And I, and I, I will agree with that, but I will tell you that in over 99 point whatever percent of the time, uh, every call that an officer gets in America, they're doing a good job. And, you know, that's, that's something that, um, as a country, you know, we need to be proud of. That's pretty good stats in comparison to the medical field and how many accidental deaths happen from malpractice. Um, you know, you can go on the list with teachers and education and, speak on the, the the sexual abuse that teachers do with these kids and how frequent that is, but that's not blasted on the, in the media, you know? And so it's not a hot topic. It's right not now. because it's, it's not going to receive the vote that one side needs. Right. And so that's where we're at. Do we need to improve in law enforcement? Absolutely. Every single day, every single month, every year, we need to improve. Do we need to understand culture diversity better? Yes. I've said that before we do. Um, I think we need to use our brain more so than our weapon. 100% of the time, but they're not 100, but more percent of the time than, than, than what some officers do because they quickly resort to their gun because they're scared because they fail to understand culture diversity at times. Um, but law enforcement is doing a good job. And, and I think, um, I don't know, I, I don't know if I hate to say this, but it's going to take an act of like another 9 11 for, for America to realize 
that man, our law, law enforcement is here. Like yeah. they support us, they love us. I don't want that to happen. Don't 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 get me wrong. I don't want some catastrophic event like that that, that to happen. But I don't see a significant change of the mindset that we're seeing in the media until something like that happens. It has been, you know, within our lifetime, we've seen the extremes of, mm-hmm. you know, and just specifically with police and the, you know, like nine 11, it was heroes as they are. And, and everybody respected that. And it's been quite a swing over the past, I mean, what, 19 years. Well, you've mentioned it for your, your um, service this Sunday, like, you know, we're all in too much on one side, kind of like what I was understanding, what you're kind of going to kind of go over on Sunday. You know, we commit so much to one thing, and that's what we see. It's a huge shift. Um, well, th- I mean, it, you know, it went from, like you say, from 9-11 to months and months and even years of celebrating these men and women who sacrifice so much, you know, in that to defund the police yeah i mean where did we go wrong because <laughs> the crime actually murder rates going down um big serious crimes going down so where did the culture go where, where did where did the people go wrong you know i don't know i don't know um like i said it's it's a tough time tough tough time especially like i said when i was talking to that young that new guy i just i felt bad i was just like man like I joined in 2014, I think it was, and that's when the Michael Brown sh- uh, shooting happened. And I had the same talk with a veteran, and he's just like, "Bud, he's like, I ain't gonna lie to you. You're coming in on a, in a situation where cops are hated. Like when I started, we were loved, and he started like right after 2001. And um, you know, it's just, it's gonna be a tough situation for these new cops, you know, to oh, adapt, absolutely, yeah, and to understand. I told him, I said, "Listen, you have to understand right now." that you are not judged by the person of who you are. Unfortunately, that's the way it should be. Um, you're judged by the uniform and that they don't care about who you are. Uh, the people, when I say they, it's the people who defy, you know, want to be defiant. Um, yeah. Well, and it's in, it's in every field, you know, that, 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 that people can work on. I just think about like preachers, you know, if I was judged by every, bad preacher every guy that did something wrong then you know if if i was wearing that uniform you know what what kind of play you know am i going to get as far as people listening or you know for them hearing god and in, in what i'm saying for teachers it's the same thing like mm-hmm. you know there are some really amazing men and women serving in those roles that mm-hmm. you know when those negative things come up you know they all get labeled in some way they all get put in this category of well mistrust sure you know and and we're seeing that and it's extreme you know and and you ha- and you really do you have two sides of this you have the side that's saying hey listen like let's get rid of the police you know and and that whole chaz thing what city was that seattle seattle, seattle. Yeah. okay so seattle you have a thing was was that a success no no Negative. it was an absolute no. fail and, right and the people that live there that were a bystander and stuck in a situation that was out of their control. Yeah. Just, I can't even imagine. And the police didn't come. Didn't. They wouldn't. wouldn't. Yeah, until the mayor begged them to go right. back and take care of it, which <laughs> yeah. I thought was crazy. Which yeah. Then yeah. We had to send, what, National Guard also because it was so bad. And then you have the other extreme where people are so upset by the swing to that side that 
they're almost reverting to racial slurs and, and racial comments of, you know, let's go back to the 70s when, you know, cops were carrying around billy clubs instead of tasers and beating people over the head, you know, right. to, to get... Th- no, yeah. it's not that, and it's not the other. Mm-hmm. As followers of Christ, as believers, it's it's us fight, like really hearing God in this. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think it comes with, the, you know, with the politics stuff. So I think it comes with, you know, the race stuff. I think it comes with, with law enforcement. Like, how can we hear God in these things? And, and I think... I think, you know, you, you, you talk about politics, you know, I, I don't, you know, we, there's, there's two choices. It's Biden or it's Trump. Mm-hmm. You know, and we talked about this last, you know, a couple weeks ago and, and how, where you vote, you know, needs to be based not on, you know, the, the, the extremes of the situation, but really stepping back and saying, all right, like, like who's going to serve this nation best? Not, Who's the best human being? Because I, I think we're, I don't think we'll ever see a time where someone's, excuse me, character or someone as a person is going to be portrayed in a good light. Because the reality is, I don't care, I don't care who you are. If you dig deep enough or you go far enough, you're going to find that one time they smoked weed or that one time that they, you know, and, and but the expectation for law enforcement, the mm-hmm. expectation for political leaders, the expectation for community leaders is that you are perfect. And that is a ridiculous thing. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. I've well, seen a, uh, f- a Facebook post. It, was, it wasn't a meme, but it was one of those with a picture and it had like a little saying above it. And I don't remember, remember verbatim but I really loved the context of it. It said, cops need more training, right? And then below it, there was a person speaking, and a little bubble pops up, and it said, um, you know, you only received six months six months training, and you're put into this job. You don't know anything. And then there's a guy over here on the right side that said, well, you had 18 years to raise your child, and obviously you failed. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. 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 That was pretty good. I, I you know, I, it's challenging, and, you know, it's, I don't know. That was something I was just kind of like, ah. And, and 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 there's another issue, right? You know that that you have an epidemic. You want to talk about an epidemic? Talk about the epidemic of single parent homes. Yeah. Or the epidemic of, you know, people trying to raise their kids where God isn't even thought about in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know where you are the end all be all of 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 laws and belief and where that child's mind, you know, will focus for for the probably the remainder of of that that person's life. Mm-hmm. And, and we are we're failing when we aren't hearing from God in these things. And and I think that's the real challenge. You know, in in an environment that we find ourselves in in 2020 of sifting through all of these issues and having, you know, a clear mind on so many things. I mean, you just, you know, you think about the coronavirus and, and the response to it. And it's just been like the focus, well, you failed and you failed and you failed. And if we would have done this, well, hindsight's 2020 and so many of these things, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. And, and I'm not going to like sit here and say that, 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 some people didn't get it right and some people got it wrong, you know, as because they're either good leaders or they're not good leaders. But, but what I will say is, you know, you, you can point your fingers and that seems to be 
where politics is headed, it seems to be like, you know, what this is all about is we're just going to point out all the negative in this. We're not going to celebrate any of the good, you know, and so all the ads against Trump are, well, he failed us, he failed us, he failed us. Okay, I'm not going to disagree that, yeah, he's failed this nation in in, in some ways. Mm -hmm. But like, let's give credit where credit's due, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or Joe Biden the same way. Like, like, could he have done this or done that in his however many years of, of politics? Yes. But like, that doesn't mean he's like the worst person in the world. Right. Like he, he, there's definitely some positives, but tell me one ad to where you feel like this is a balance. Look at this individual instead of just this gimmick or this ploy to, to either reinforce your extreme that you have for or against this person, you know, or to in, enrage you, you know, against this thing that, that you're, you're trying to advertise. There, it's, it's, facts don't matter mm-hmm. anymore. You know, information, throw it out the window. It doesn't matter. It's, if I can say something that will catch you or, you know, some gimmick that will trick you <laughs> into making a decision in November you know, that benefits this party or the other. Because ultimately, that's that's what it is. It's this party or that other party mm. that you're going to, to vote for. I don't, I don't know how that ever gets better, man. Hmm. I, I, and I don't believe it's something that does as a nation. But I do think as individuals, if we seek God in this, we can have peace, we can have joy, we can have a life filled with purpose in what we're doing, and we can make a difference, but it it's not going to be this movement, you know. It's going to be us deciding to say, like, the most important thing is not race, the most important thing is not politics, the most important thing is not, you know, this or that or the coronavirus and how it was handled, but ultimately it's me living my life in a way that brings glory to God, ultimately. Yeah. I went to um, the Bible study, men's Bible study last night. And I went and I was just like, I don't know if I'll get anything out of this, but man, like I got so much out of it. Uh, Pat Hagen was in charge of it. And it was, I think there were six men in the room. And we went over James chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. But uh, verses two through four, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And we kind of broke down those, those sections, uh, sections of those verses. And we talked about pure joy and what pure joy was. And we... And we and Pat made a good illustration from it. He said, you know, consider it something like sugar. Like there's sugar, and then there's pure sugar, and you know you're getting a real deal here. So this is the real deal, real deal joy. Um, and it talks about you know the facing trials of many kinds. So it just kind of alludes to what we're talking about. You know, just the the trials that we're dealing with right now. Everything you've mentioned throughout this podcast. Um, but we know that through those trials, it it'll produce perseverance and with perseverance um in mind our our spirituality and our faith will mature and as christians i think that's something in these times that we really have to focus on is just is 
through trials that we're going through, through the coronavirus, through the politics, through being exhausted of all these ads and, and these movements and, and everything else, you know, we have to focus on what's God saying in this moment to us and persevere through this because we know on the other side of that is uh, spiritual maturity. And I, and I, and it really just struck home. Uh, I, I was driving home from, from our Bible study last night and I was connecting it to my, the death of my son. But then all of a sudden, like, I was just like, wait a minute, you know, I started thinking about today's podcast and I was, you know, just, it really connected and it sat deep with me. So I, I wanted to bring that up and share that. No, that's, that's great, man. And I think that's, you know, absolutely right on. You know, and, and then it brings up this question. All right, Cody, you know, just take that further. How do we how do we hear God in all of this? What are your guys' thoughts on that? How do you how do we hear God in this? That's a tough question. Yeah. I, because when, when when we talked about that last night, I my answer it was a question similar to that. My answer was in the moment of the trial that I spoke about when I lost my son, I said, I had no idea that I was listening or hearing God. I said, it was hindsight that I realized there was a specific moment. So I, right. I I don't know. (laughs) Nelson, you got an answer for that? You know, it really struck with me this weekend when you were talking about the meditation aspect and being quiet and listening. Uh, It's, it's, it's hard for us to do as a culture uh, to shut things down enough to be quiet and try to listen and to see where he's working in your life. Uh, it, it can be convicting, um, which makes it, you know, it can make it even more difficult. But, uh, you know, I felt God speaking to me in ways, you know, with with the environment today and the politics of today and the extremes of today, I I know myself as a human being is very apt to go to those extremes. And it's easy for me to get wrapped up into that. Uh, and what God's been telling me to do is just to sit back and not do that. Mm-hmm. As simple as that sounds, and as silly as that is, it's, that's an achievement for me. And, you know, and to be able to not get an extreme and, and, you know, God bless my wife because she's, she can even sense when I'm starting down that path and can stop that and help me to focus on, the moment and what what we're working through at home and the and where God's working there instead of going into things that I can't affect or change i think it takes practice you know i think it takes an implementation of time set aside for that i think it takes you know, you talk about your wife. I think it takes individuals speaking into our life. You know, you had one of those moments last night, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, you, you're you're reading the scripture, you begin to break it down, and it just, it wakes you up to maybe where God's heart really is in this rather than, you know, the dark place that you were going in in some of these issues. And, you know, I, I talked about this Sunday, and you know, I, I just think it's a, for me, it's a very relevant and, um, you know, uh, an area where I, you know, just this has happened in my life recently and I talked about, you know, being on vacation and just, you know, getting up in the mornings and opening my Bible and, and just having, you know, a piece of paper there beside me and, and, 
you know, reading through, you know, uh, Mere Christianity was the book, C.S. Lewis and Mere Christianity, and and then taking some time to just pray. And as I did that, I just felt this anger burning inside of me, this, you know, and at one point, you know, it really became a rage and, and it was directed towards my wife, sadly, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, in that, in that environment. And, you know, we'd gotten into a few spats about silly things. It always is that way, isn't it? Like yeah. it's always just silly, stupid <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I, I started writing down, okay, God, like, you know, what are you saying? And, 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 and he was like, Hey, listen, like, I feel like you're dropping the ball when it comes to being a good husband. Like you're doing the kid thing pretty decent. You're doing your job pretty decent, but there's an area where there's a hole and you need to fix this. And, and I was, and I, I think I wrote this down. I don't want to listen to that God. (laughs) I mean, really, (laughs) but, but isn't, isn't that how it is? Like, you know, we're, you talk about getting kind of wrapped up in that, in those extremes when does that happen? Well, it happens when we're not, we don't want to hear what God is speaking right. to our yeah. hearts. We don't want to hear, hey, just keep it quiet. Just process, think, try to see me in this. And and that's what I did. And, and, and that rage continued to build until, you know, Emma and I, you know, got into a really big fight and I had a choice. I had a choice to be defiant to God and to continue to break our relationship even more so, mm-hmm. right? Because I wasn't wrong. And and I think that's sometimes the nuance of this, that you're not, you may not be wrong, right? Right. But you're not right either. And so where do you go with that? Well, the reality is if, 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 if you're not wrong, but you're not right, then you're still wrong, you know, because it's, it's based on maybe what you want and how you feel. And I think that's, that's really what we're seeing in, in our culture today is they're screaming for justice. Are they wrong for that? No, Mm -mm. absolutely not. But when it's, when they're not necessarily right, because that scream for justice is, I want justice as long as it happens this way. But if it doesn't happen for that cop that gets shot, well, I don't really care because that doesn't fit the agenda that I'm trying to promote. Right. I'm not going to talk about that. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to speak out against that because, well, I'm going to lose follows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose popularity. I'm going to, I'm going to lose, you know, <laughs> that people like me. And so I had this choice in that, in that moment that I humble myself that I make myself vulnerable, that even though I wasn't wrong, I say I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and I take the hits of what that will mean, even if they may be extreme from the other side about what's saying, what's being said against me, you know, or to me about this. You know, those things weren't necessarily right either, mm-hmm. but Emma was hurt in that environment. Mm-hmm. And so she was saying things because of her how she felt alone and how hurt she was by my attitude towards her, you know? And again, was she right in what she was saying? No, but, but again, the point wasn't that she was what she was saying, but how she was feeling. And that's what I had to focus my attention toward because I had hurt her. And so it was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Hmm. even though it wasn't necessarily wrong. And that, and it wasn't until I took that 
and I got beat up by myself, by God, by, you know, my wife, that I could really begin to create a plan to like, to bring this back together and, and find health, you know, in, in, in our relationship. It, I, in, in times where I've talked about this, you know, in sermons and in, in counseling sessions and thing, we call it the learning circle. And ultimately what I experienced and what this world is experiencing and what you both have alluded to experiencing is these moments where God breaks into our life. We call it Kairos, not the ministry, the prison ministry, but it's Kairos. It's, it's God's special time. It's a, it's a time where God breaks into your life to reveal a truth to you. And so the question you have to ask yourself, okay, God, not how can you fix my wife? How can you fix race? How can you fix politics? How can you fix the law enforcement? How can you fix the coronavirus? How can you fix my marriage? No, it's not how, God, can you fix these things, but God, what are you saying to me about myself or yourself? And then you begin to process that. You begin to talk about that. You begin to listen for God to speak into that, and then you name that thing. For me, it was I was not being a good godly husband. I was not giving my wife the time that she needed. I was giving my kids the time. I was giving my job the time. You know, I was giving other people the time, but I I I took her for granted. And I had to name it. This is what I'm doing. And from that build a plan. And that plan is not something that I can develop on my own. That's a plan that I have to make with my wife. You know, what are we going to do? How can we not go back to this? Mhm to where I'm I'm doing these things again. And and we talked about that. It's it's making time for each other. Times where we're going to go and do this. It's being sensitive that when I want to have a conversation with her, she's not always going to want to have a conversation with me. <laughs> but yet her being gracious enough to have that conversation even though she's not feeling it. Or when she wants to talk about her day, I'm not going to want to hear about her day. But it's me saying, "Okay, I'm going to sacrifice these other things and make time for you because I love and care about you." And then it's carrying that plan out and creating accountability in that. That's that's what this. And then that learning circle turns into, instead of your life being on a parallel or even a negative, a decline, then becoming something where it's on an incline, where you're growing in Christ daily, and where you're you're leaning into Him and what He wants and the health that He wants to create in your life. Again, joy, peace, and purpose for us. That's what He wants. And if what we're going after, what we're pursuing, or what's happening in this world or our lives doesn't reflect that, then we're allowing an enemy who wants to still steal, kill, and destroy have the reins in our life. Romans uh, 1. Let me read a couple passages um, that I think can shed some light on this, you know, what are we seeing, you know, in our world, guys, what are we seeing? Chaos. Mm-hmm. Messy. Destruction. Romans 1 says this, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to the debased mind to what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They're gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient 
to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's decree. And that's the thing. That's what Romans says. Everyone knows what God truly wants, whether they follow it or agree with it or listen to it. And that's every one of the Kairos moments that God creates for us is the same way. We know what God wants, but what do we write in our journals? I don't like it. I don't want to follow it. I don't want to do that. I don't want to go there. Even though they knew God's decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they did not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. If that is not a definition of the world that we live in today, I don't know what is. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't represent what we're seeing in the frustration of the world that we live in, I don't know what is, man. And it's sad, honestly. But then in Romans 5, it says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. That means when we lean into him, when we follow him, when we go after him, we can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it only comes through Christ because we were sinners and we deserve death. That's what Romans 1 said. We deserve death, and we know that if we do these things, we deserve death. And the reality is, like, we may not hit the high ones in that. We may not hit the really bad thing, but we hit something in that list. We deserve death. But we can have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, and through him we have also obtained access by faith into his grace in which we also in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God more than we rejoice, more than that. And, 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 and so I think about like this, okay? How do we have hope in a world that looks like what I described in Romans 1? Through Christ, there is hope. And it may not be a hope realized in the world that we live in. It may be a hope that we have when it comes, right? It, it goes back to you, you talk about your son. Hey, there is no hope of a restoration of a relationship with your son in this world, but there is with God mm. in the future, and that's what you look forward to in that. That's mm-hmm. There's hope in that. There's joy in that. There's peace in that. Not because he's going to be back, but one day you're going to be with him because we're all going to be with him. Right. And th- there's beauty in that. More than that, we rejoice in the suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings. How can we do that? Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How do we deal with the world that we live in? Only through God. And if politically that does not define what we do in November, then don't vote. If when it comes to race issues, you have to be on one or extreme or the other, then get out of it because Mm -hmm. you have no right to even speak to that. Only in God can we truly understand how we should act when it comes to law enforcement, when it comes to the coronavirus, when it comes to politics, when it comes to our jobs, our marriages, how we raise our kids, whatever the issue is. It's the only thing that gives us hope knowing that at the end of the day, God is in control and we can trust that no matter what happens in their life, no matter if we lose everything in this world, having him is the most important thing. 
That's all I got. It's pretty good. Pretty solid. I'm not God going, is good. I'm not going to church Sunday. I just got my service today. <laughs> <laughs> no, not just today. You got last night too, hey, man. Hey, hey plug for Pat. Yeah, Wednesday Pat, nights, boys. Pat put you to shame, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's probably because we wasn't in Ephesians. <laughs> it's like we're in James. I can listen now. Yes, James. I was in Romans tonight. Give me some yeah, credit. That's why I said I don't have to <laughs> go now. Moving on. <laughs> Guys, thanks uh, for being here again. Um, we're so glad uh, that you joined us. Um, we're honored to be able to talk about these issues and give some perspective in it, and we hope that it's a blessing to you. Share, like, uh, talk about it. Don't be afraid to talk about these issues. We're believers, and, and yes, we're going to get challenged, and yes, people aren't going to like it, but at the end of the day, like we speak, uh, and when we speak, if we speak in the wisdom that God has given us in these issues, then then maybe clarity can really come. Um, we're not going to convince everybody, but that's not the point. The point is to continue to go after God and what He has for us, uh, regardless of what that will look at, how many people are going to follow our Twitter feeds or how many people are going to like us um, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Let's go after what He wants rather than what the world wants. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you for another uh, evening that we can spend just talking about you and what you want for us. Uh, We pray that you continue to bless this time, bless this podcast. Um, Just bless those who who hear it and begin to talk about your issues. We pray for our nation. We pray for race issues. We pray for our law enforcement. Um, We pray for this pandemic and and what's going on and and some of the destruction that's been done and the loneliness created from it. God, we pray that you bring restoration to Lord, that, that we can be a light in this dark world, uh, that we can go after the peace and the joy and the purpose that you have for us. Uh, we love you and we thank you for your son, Jesus, uh, that he sacrificed and died for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Signing off. Bye-bye. Well, bye. Bye.